Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic day today, and hope you guys had a great weekend and enjoyed our show on Friday. We had a big health show we did for everybody on this show on Friday. Hope you guys enjoyed that, and Hagman was on. A lot of stuff going on, as always. And again, thank you for the continued support of Health Masters. And, you know, if you guys ever need anything, be sure to stop by. We always try to accommodate everybody the best we possibly can. I had a new customer here stop by earlier. I saw him when I was pulling up. He basically uh, wasn't able to get out of his vehicle, so he calls up, and we bring the order out to him, and we try to do everything we can to take care of all of our customers. So, again, thank you, and we appreciate the continued support of Health Masters. And, of course, if you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website, multiple sales going on right now, more stuff popping up every single day. We got more inventory coming in with more buckets and more meat buckets coming in, the organic food buckets, so you can check those out. And be sure to vote for what you want to see win as product of the week. Looks like the uh, Muscle Blast is pulling pretty strong right now, and the D3-10,000K2 is the current winner on sale, so be sure to check that out. And I've noticed some things over the weekend, I was looking at a couple articles and really kind of updating myself on stuff today, this morning, and I've noticed now they're going to start, and we've seen this before, and I saw this article, and it really kind of caught my attention because it was such a blatant attempt at what the feds always do is they stage their own incident, then they you know arrest their own agents or they arrest people that they set up, and then they say that they foiled this big plot. And I've seen all over the news now, they're now starting to say, well, we're going to start seeing more and more hate crimes against trannies and basically, you know, gay boys and stuff and, you know, the homosexual community, which in reality, that's a complete and total lie. There has been no significant hate crimes in that direction. Well, this article popped up today, and obviously it's blatant theater from the feds. They arrested allegedly 31 guys in Idaho that – they're being charged with conspiracy to riot, and they're allegedly a racist, proud white boy group that are all patriots. And, of course, they get an anonymous tip about these individuals all geared up with riot shields and shin guards in the back of a U-Haul van and get this anonymous tip, and they pull the van over, and there's a bunch of guys in there with masks on and basically riot shields, allegedly, and they pull them all out of the U-Haul, and they zip-tie all of them, and they arrest all of them for conspiracy to to riot. Now, I find this so almost hilariously disturbing, the very fact that, I guess, you know, Antifa and the BLM terrorists were able to burn down half of the entire country for a whole summer, and the feds could never possibly figure out who was funding them and who was giving them the fireworks and gear and everything else. Uh, but suddenly they can just pull over a U-Haul, and these guys look so fed. It was a joke. They made sure that none of them were able to be photographed with their face mask off. They got all their theater, all their staged up with these guys kneeling in the grass, and you could tell they're all feds. Their body language, their clothing, everything they about them is all fed. And so, again, be very aware of what they're going to start trying to do with this to continue to try to paint anybody that does not go along with this transgender pedophile agenda, which is what it bases down to, what they're trying to promote, that does not go along with this. They're going to start using these guys and these events and these staged events they set up to try to push the narrative further and further and also be very, very aware of who you're hanging out with if you know any types of 
patriot groups. And I'm not saying any of these groups are bad. They're actually, you know, true patriot groups. But be very aware of this because the feds are notorious. You saw this happen with the governor of Michigan. Remember, they basically all these charges got dropped on all these guys now because you had like half the group was all fed boys and confidential informants. They're the ones that set everything up. They're the ones that planned everything. And you had a couple basically just kind of random dudes that were like, oh, sure, I guess we'll kind of go along with this, I guess. I don't know if it's a good idea, but, you know, you kind of talked us into it. And then they turn around and go, oh, by the way, you're arrested now. We're all undercover feds. And you said, yes, you would agree to do this. Now we're arresting you. This is what they do all the time. I went into detail about three months ago on this show on all the different FBI and CIA false flag operations that they do on a daily basis in some cases. So, again, be aware of that and be very understanding and awake. If you know any of these groups like patriot groups and militia groups, there's nothing wrong with them, but be very clear about who they are because these Fed guys are great at lying and they're great at deceiving people. This is what they do for a living. Also, too, in other news, this is very interesting. Been constantly getting more emails from people about family members and friends that are starting to have serious cardiovascular and blood clot problems that have gotten this shot. I mean, I'm, I'm getting it on a regular basis now. And a new article just came out from one of the leading pathologists in the United States for America's leading labs says that he is finding unusually long blood clots in all the patients that basically he's seen that have died that he's basically doing autopsies on. He said in some cases, he said the organs are so inflamed, they're mushy. He said, and I quote, this is what he said, we know the spike protein causes the issues that we saw with the virus in 2020. He said the problem with now, the synthetic spike protein in the RNA vaccine produced by Pfizer and Moderna are causing the inflammation in the lungs, the brain, the heart, the liver, and the kidneys. He said it's causing similar damage of what the virus did, but it's much, much worse. He said in the body, the shots are persisting and making more spike proteins than if you had a natural infection. Cole, whose laboratory received tissue samples from morticians across the country, cited a Stanford University study published in the journal Cell that found that the vaccine spike protein remains in the body for at least eight weeks. We talked about that in the liver. He also cited a study from South African physician finding that COVID spike protein alone does not cause the blood to clot like as far as the normal the normal COVID virus, but the spike protein from this vaccine is causing the blood to clump. He said the spike protein is thrombogenic. It causes clots. He said in some cases he is seeing clots up to three feet long that they've been looking at now. He said because, you know, from the hip down to the leg, you have the long vein. He said they're pulling long clots out of their, these longer veins, and they haven't seen anything like this previous. He said it's insane. They went on to talk even further and further about detailing how this is not becoming an isolated incident anymore. And in most cases, every single person that he's finding these clots in has been vaccinated, or should I say injected with RNA spike protein. Guys, this wasn't a joke when they rolled this out. It wasn't an accident. They knew what they were doing very, very clearly when they put this thing together. They knew in the research study that they only, what the test study, that they only had, what, two months to do, that over 1,200 people died in the clinical trials. 
continue to try to encourage people to stay away from this because they're continually pushing the narrative to get people more and more and more shot up. They don't want anybody talking about it. They don't want anybody addressing it. They want to just pretend that this is going to go away. It's not going to go away, and this is why I've told a lot of people, if you have gotten the shot and you have any issues, one of the best things you can make sure you're taking is the vitamin E to keep the blood thin, the CoQ10, and the magnesium brain food. Also, the resveratrol we have on sale right now is really, really good for overall cardiovascular health. And you can also look at taking the GHI cleanse, which is very good anti-inflammatory, which can help reduce inflammation in the kidneys and the liver and so forth. So again, if this is something you did, you got the shot, and you know it's causing some issues, make sure you're taking precautionary measures because in most cases, from my opinion, where I'm seeing a lot of these people that are starting to die from this shot, in most cases, I haven't seen anybody taking preventative measures. They've kind of just been living normally, most of them not taking supplements from what I've read. Now, I don't know. I can't say that for everybody. So again, be very, very cautious and do your research and please wake people up, especially the fact now, guys, that they are approving this for emergency use in six-month-old to five-year-olds now. The FDA is approving this. This is horrific on every single level. Please do the best you can to wake up any type of parents that may not know about how bad this stuff is. It is your duty to talk to people about this as much as you can. What do you think, Deb? I've got a good friend of mine. He's a sales rep over in Tampa, and he had all three shots. And, in fact, about a year ago, I was talking to him, and he was bragging that he was the first in line and second, first in line for the first, the second, the third, all the boosters and how great he feels. And suddenly his foot starts to rot off with gangrene. Uh, I've not make it, I don't make stuff up. And, uh, and he basically has gone in now and he had to have this, the foot was basically rotting and they went in and put him on all these IVs of antibiotics. And now they're telling me he's got severe bullet leg clots, blood clots in his legs, which has cut off the circulation, which is causing this tissue to rot. And I spoke to him about it about two weeks ago, and he told me he still has not gone in for surgery. Uh, I guess he's scared. He's scared they're going to kill him, you know, under the anesthesia, and he doesn't know what to do. I had the same thing happen years ago, and it wasn't COVID-related or shot-related. to another guy who was another car friend of mine. He's a great guy, and he ate super clean, ate super clean. He went out, decided to jog one morning, wasn't properly hydrated, started having some cardiac issues. They immediately took him to the hospital. There was nothing wrong with him, by the way, and emergency performed quadruple bypass surgery on him, and they killed him under surgery, under the anesthesia. The guy was an amazing athlete. It was incredibly good condition, but he got his minerals off. You can't have you, – if you're going to run and sit in the sun and sweat, you've got to have mineral basically put back into your body. You have to be using a really good Redmond salt every day. If, if you get really dehydrated, you can get some organic chicken broth and warm it up and put some Redmond salt in that and drink it like a cup of hot soup. And it'll really, really, really remineralize your body and really help the heart to pump and not cause all types of, you know, atrial fibrillation and all kinds of other things. Plus, you have to be on the, with the magnesium or magnesium theanate. It goes directly through the blood-brain barrier. Actually, helps to clear up brain fog. Helps you sleep really well at night. And the N-acetylcysteine is one of the things I would add into that list that Austin just told you guys to take along with the uh, CoQ10 for your heart to try to help your, you know, your, 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 your cardiovascular system in the event that you were forced to take the clot shot or chose to take the clot shot, as many of our former listeners did. <laughs> I gotta say, they're all former listeners who we, they listened to the show. They didn't listen to us. Now they got all kinds of health problems. 
and many of them because they had a family member who was old or elderly and they didn't want to expose them to COVID by becoming sick. So they got themselves, you know, injected with a kill shot. And now one of my friends has been in the hospital off and on now for the past eight or nine months. And I don't know if he's going to make it or not. He used to listen to the show, but you know, when you listen to the show and we tell you not to do something, or we suggest that you don't do something and we give you the research on why you might want to consider it before you do it or whatever. And you decide to do it anyhow. And then we're telling you again on the show not to do it. And now all of a sudden you become, it's kind of like post purchase dissonance, you know, buyer's remorse, a kill shot taker remorse. You don't know what to do with it. And since there's nothing you can do to fix it, you just stop listening to the show because you don't want to be convicted by it and hear about what you did anymore as far as your mistake. It's like with kids. You know, when children are young, they make a lot of mistakes. A lot of some, a lot of times they make the same mistakes over and over again. And my, my whole lecture to all my children, and it was my advice to them since they were very, very young, it's okay to make a mistake. But don't keep making the mistake. You know, and now sometimes it's not okay to make a mistake. Like you step out in front of a semi-truck at 80 miles an hour, that mistake's gonna prove, that's going to prove to be fatal. Taking that shot was one of those things that you just have to pray, take your N-acetylcysteine and these other supplements, and really monitor your cardiovascular system and eat really, really clean. That's all I, all I can suggest to you. The problem is, is you know, these, especially with the multiple boosters, this entire thing's proving to be fatal for a lot of people. And they used to have something, and I guess they still use it, it's called sudden infant death syndrome. It occurred like 80% of the time after three days after the initial shots the young children, young babies were being given. The children just started dying. Uh, Dr. Mendelson pointed that out in his book, Confessions of a Medical Heretic, and he quickly was uh, taken off the scene. He was, he was, uh, he's also dead. I still think foul play was involved in that, but that's my opinion. This is back from the 80s when they started doing all these shots and all these kids started dying in their sleep. And now they have, instead of SIDS, they've got SADS, sudden adult death syndrome. In other words, they're trying to explain now all of a sudden why all these young people in their 20s and 30s are basically having cardiovascular problems and having heart attacks and dying in the middle of the night. And not try to talk about the COVID injections that 99% of them took. It's, it's ridiculous. And so there's always another way to spin this for these folks when they do this because they don't want you to know who they are and what they do and how the same companies, State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard, who own all of the media, also own all of the pharmaceutical corporations. We've talked about this dozens of times until it's become repetitive. I try not to cover that all the time. In fact, I've just posted another thing online about who owns the world. You watch it and listen to it again and realize what I'm telling you is 100% accurate. That's why the media won't promote the problems associated with the pharmaceutical industry because they're all owned by the same people. Very important that we understand that. Now, Justin Bieber, his wife took the kill shot, got a stroke from it, you know, got recovered from it, and now he's got facial paralysis from it. He had to cancel a bunch of his concerts. You know, he claims to be born again Christian. He was he was saved up at Hillsong. Up in New York. Now I hope and pray he's still serving the Lord. I really do, because he was pretty pretty much a heathen before he got saved. But then the head guy at his church decides to run around and commit adultery on his wife, and I hope that hasn't affected the walk with Justin Bieber. But Justin Bieber, being in New York, decided that when he's going to do his concerts, he made sure he was fully vaccinated. That everybody at the concerts had to have vaccine passports and masks and everything else. And the Bible says, I'm just going to be blunt with you guys, that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, and I will repay. You know, Justin Bieber told all of his people to get vaccinated. Now he has basically facial paralysis. And, you know, and now I can guarantee you, in fact, Steve um, Kerchick on his Substack, I posted this, says he's 99% certain he did a statistical analysis on why Justin Bieber has had a, basically facial paralysis. And he says from the vaccine. Now, this is just is what it is. Now, Justin Bieber's worth a lot of money. And when guys get to a certain point of net worth, they've got to be very, very careful of what they talk about. Because if they don't, 
their marketing is so big and their followers on Facebook and TikTok and Instagram is so huge that they can come in and they can start saying things to people about what's really going on and people start flipping out because now all of a sudden, you know, it's, you know, Kanye West saying it. Kanye West is talking about what's going on. And all of a sudden, they, you know, the, the other top guy started talking about chemtrails a few years ago. And he quickly took it off his website, quit talking about it. When you start saying things they don't want you to say, they could just as quickly remove the wealth from you that they'd given you. Look at Bill Cosby. You know, Bill Cosby was thrown in jail for a few years. And finally, I guess because he's a high-level Masonic leader, they showed him some mercy and let him back out or whatever the reason was or because he had an inappropriate trial or whatever it was. He got back out. But I know Bill Cosby. I met him at several seminars that we did back in the 90s, and he was not a good person. He was not a nice guy. And so all of these people, the higher-ups, they're all interconnected through corporate directorships, you know, stock purchases, ownerships, all of this stuff. That's why State Street owns Vanguard, and Vanguard owns State Street, and BlackRock owns Vanguard, and they're all locked together. And they're principal owners of all these major corporations, which control everything. And, and you see this because this is what they've done to us in the United States because the central banks were able to print unlimited amounts of money starting in 1913, and they were able to fund before 1913 all of these people like Carnegie and all of these huge industrialists and were able to own most of their infra, all most of their infrastructure and factories and their production facilities. That's why so many of these people ended up putting all of their money into trusts and the foundations so it would not be subject to the income tax, which they knew was also coming. All these people are interlocked and connected. Bill Gates, Bezos, they're all funded by the same international banking cartels, which print the money and do whatever they want to do as far as putting front people out, or you can just call them a gatekeeper, you can call them a cutout, but these are the ones who take the hits. These are the ones that are talking. You know, same thing with Elon Musk. Elon Musk went off the chain a little bit, started saying what he wanted to do, started talking about the problems associated with Twitter, started talking about the imaginary bots they had and the fake Twitter accounts they had. And suddenly now he's turned in from, he's gone from the liberal media darling to the liberal media and other eviscerating him because he's telling you the truth. So when you come off the chain, you got issues. And so they always want to maintain the narrative. It's very, very important to do that because of the programming. The programming that they put you through because of TV and flicker rates and subliminal marketing and subliminal advertising and all the things they do if you watch the mainstream media that you're not aware of unless you watch this show. This is why I canceled my cable subscription five years ago. We don't even have TV here anymore. That is why I basically got rid of it because I'm not going to be subject to that. But if you know what they're doing, you can spot it and you'll see it. When they say certain things that's basically not true, you'll say, wait a minute, that's not true. Why are they saying that? Well, they're programming you. And they've learned through trauma-based mind control, especially with young children, they can sexualize these children and cause them damage from a sexual standpoint that they kind of like – they're like a turtle that pulls themselves back into the shell, and they're in this, in this survival mode all the time, and they're very subject to basically suggestion, and they will never go against authority because they don't want to be sexualized and, and basically done wrong again. They, they, they don't want to have to go through that again, so they will never stand up against the tyranny. You know Alexander Solzhenitsyn, you know who wrote the 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 uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the archipelago, the Gulag archipelago. Uh, he really um, it was amazing. He really was. In fact, I posted that book for free on our website. The first six hundred pages of it was just three hundred pages. Six hundred pages. He's like eighteen hundred pages. I chopped through several hundred pages of it yesterday. And I want to cover some of that with you today, but it's 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 pretty pretty. Pretty rough, the book. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a happy, happy book. It's talking about what happened in all their concentration camps in, 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 you know, in Russia. And Selchanese questions whether the world will be saved 
as this depends on our individual and combined efforts in the face of catastrophic circumstances on whether we follow our conscience and our spiritual lucidity. But it's already come to pass that the demon of evil, like a whirlwind, triumphantly encircles all five continents of the earth. This goes right back to the comment that George W. made about the devil, the angel, and the whirlwind. It's all, this is all the Kabbalah stuff that's running the planet. Solzhenitsyn recognized that. That's why he talks about it. He goes on to say, and this is probably his most famous quote, he said, The failings of human consciousness deprived of its divine dimension have been a determining factor in all of the major crimes of this century. Men have forgotten God, and that's why all of this has happened. And that's so true. Men have forgotten God. They don't want to know what God has to say. They don't want to do what God tells them to do because they want to be in a rebellious phase all the days of their life because it's just what they do. And if you read through his book, he starts talking about what happened in Germany and how the Russians came into Germany. And here's what, here's a quote. This is, he goes, for three weeks, the war had been going on inside Germany and all of us knew very well that if the girls were German, they could be raped and then shot. Wait a minute. He's talking about what they did to the German women during World War II. He goes, in 1918, in order to speed up the cultural victory of the revolution as well, they began to ransack churches and throw out the relics of the saints and to carry off church plates. Popular disorders broke out in defense of the plundered churches and monasteries. Here, where the alarm, bell bangs, rang, alarm bells rang out and the true Orthodox believers rushed forth, some of them with clubs, naturally they had to be expended, expended right on the spot and others arrested. They were killed right on the spot. And considering now the period from 1918 to 1920, we are all in difficulties. Should we classify among the prison waves all of those who were done before they even got into the prison cells and all the people who were killed before they ever got to prison? And all these different things he's talking about. And now they're telling people that you had to be arrested if you were praying outside. It says you can pray freely, but just so God alone can hear. You can't pray out loud and you can't have groups of people talking about it because they're trying to destroy the Russian Orthodox Church. And he goes on to say, however, the root destruction of religion of the country, which throughout the 20s and 30s was one of the most important goals of the socialist government, could be realized only by mass arrest of Orthodox believers. Monks and nuns whose black habits have been a distinctive feature of old Russian life were intensively rounded up on every hand, placed under arrest, and then sent into exile in the gulags. They've arrested and sentenced active laymen. The circles kept getting bigger as they raked out and ordinary believers as well. Old people, and particularly women, who were the most stubborn believers of all and who for many years had to come would be called nuns in the transit prisons and camps. They killed hundreds of millions. They killed 60 to 100 million people like this. Probably almost all of them were Orthodox believers, and they killed tens of thousands of priests when they took over Russia. Now, what they learned from this, and I'm going to read this into what he just said, is that it did not work. Because they came in with an iron boot, an iron fist to destroy Russia because they want to take over its assets and its vast lands and its production of grains and refineries and oil. And they came in and they destroyed all of the national interests of all of the people there and all of the groups of people who were manufacturing, etc. They destroyed all of it because they wanted to destroy the people and they starved them to death. Well, they realized after they had done all this that it didn't work. That's why they set up cultural Marxism from the Frankfurt School, because they couldn't get Germany to participate in what was going on in Russia. And they couldn't get the United States to participate because the United States was a shining city on a hill. And so they had to destroy us from a cultural standpoint. And now we have children basically are basically being groomed openly at transgender story hours in libraries. And people go into protest and are arrested for it. 
I mean, it's unbelievable when you stop and think about that for a second. They could groom your children, become sexual deviants, and if you say anything about it and you go in there to say anything, you can be arrested. The biggest problem is not the fact that they're being arrested, which I think is absolutely awful. The biggest fact is that the parents themselves are bringing the children to see this stuff. The perverts. The parents are perverts. And it's like bringing a child into your home who's five or six years old and teaching him how to use heroin or teaching him how to smoke pot or teaching him how to use drugs or teaching him how to be drunk and be an alcoholic all the time. That's what they're doing. They're teaching these children to follow the way that they want to go. You know, it was incredible when you read through this book and you start seeing what happened. Here, let me read you a couple of this. There was a wrecking of the Moscow electric system. There was a wrecking of the people's commerce of railroads. There was a wrecking of the entire electric power system, interruptions in power. There was a wrecking of the oil industry. There was a wrecking in textiles, textiles, hence nothing for a working man to wear. In the coal industry, there was a colossal wrecking, no heat. In metallurgy, defense machinery, shipbuilding, chemical, mining, gold, platinum, all of it was destroyed. Because they wanted to destroy the people. That's exactly what they're doing to us in the United States right now. And they use that Donald Trump as a dupe, as a pawn, to do that. We're going to shut down the country now and we're going to wreck supply lines. That's what they've done. Now we've got products in shortage everywhere. Now they're talking about how they're going to have insulin in a shortage. And I don't believe there's going to be insulin, insulin shortage. Okay, I'm not. Now there may be a contrived insulin shortage, but not a real one. What's the best way to get people to hoard insulin? You're going to tell them that they have a product that has an inelastic demand curve, that if they don't get the insulin, they're going to die in a couple of days. And so we're going to have a price increase because there's going to be a shortage, and they're going to go in and hoard it, creating its own shortage. Why they, instead of charging $5 or $10 for a vial of insulin or whatever it's going for now, they can charge $50 or $60 or $100 for a vial of insulin, and people will pay it because it means they will die if they don't get it. It's all contrived, guys. The same thing with diesel fuel. Diesel fuel is a byproduct of gasoline production. It's, it's unbelievably crude still compared to gasoline, but yet they charge more for it than they do gasoline. In some cases, they charge more for diesel than they do for premium fuel. In fact, almost all cases now, and there's no reason for it. It's all price gouging. That's all it is. And then he goes on to talk about all the different people that were killed and says another peasant with six children met a different fate. Because he had six mouths to feed, he devoted himself wholeheartedly to collective farm work and kept hoping he would get some extra food for his labor. And he did. They awarded him a decoration. They awarded it at a special assembly. They made speeches. In his reply, the peasant got carried away, and he said, now if I could have a sack of flour instead of this decoration, this medal, couldn't I somehow? And a wolf-like laugh rocketed through the hall, and the newly decorated hero went off to the gulag to be locked up in prison together with all six of his Children, this is what happened in Russia, and they realized very, very quickly that you could not do it. They suffer from being stuffed in overly crowded cells into a cell intended for a solitary confinement. One person, they would shove seven, never fewer, sometimes 10, 15, even 28 prisoners awaiting execution in a cell made for one. They couldn't even lay down. They couldn't sit down. They had to be packed and standing, and many of them died trying to breathe because they were not given medical care or proper places to stay because they had so many people coming into the prisons all at once that Stalin himself said that if I can't kill 15,000 people a day, I'm having a bad day. He wanted to kill everybody and purge, quote unquote, Mother Russia of all of the, how should I say, Christians that were there because he was a Kabbalist Luciferian who does, who does all of this crap. Marx, Lenin, Stalin, all Kabbalists, all Luciferian, all synagogue of Satan, all of them. 
And when you understand that and you realize who they are, and it's this group that does this, and they don't see human beings that aren't Kabbalists as anybody who should be even stay alive, and they see everybody who's a Christian as like a wart, so to speak, that needs to be taken out and frozen off and taken out back and cut out and killed, that's all they see us as. Because we stand in their way. Because of their atavistic hatred of Jesus Christ for thousands of years, because he changed their old world order, and we have victory over them through Jesus, we have to continue to believe that. And they know that. And they know that the hope that we have through Christ, the hope that we have in glory, the victory that we have through Jesus, they've got to do everything they possibly can to extinguish it. That's why I will not stop talking about it on this show. I found out another one of these top, quote-unquote, show host that basically is CIA Operation Mockingbird. Did I mention his name? Everybody would know who he is. He has meth, drug and fueled, you know, Adderall-fueled, you know, you know, rants and rage and stuff in his offices. And then he basically has transgender porn on his telephone. Uh, and you think, what the heck? Really? Yeah, I'm not making this stuff up. So much of what you're hearing right now, so much of what you're hearing in the alt media, if you're listening to a bunch of other shows other than this one, is giving you a bunch of lies. It really is. And it's the old British medical, it's the old British model of what they did with the MI6. They give you 80 to 90 percent truth and 10 percent lies. You got to believe that lies because you believe the truth so you don't want to believe the person's lying about the other 90 percent so you believe all of it and this is why we have to be discerned have discernment we have to be discerning and we have to realize that we can do all things through christ who strengthens us but we have to stand firm in the word of god we have to stand firm with jesus for he is the finisher he is the author he is the perfecter of our faith and through him all things are possible and we can bring the world back to repentance but we have to do it through our own social media outlets and our own friends guys listen to me they didn't have social media and facebook and instagram and everything else in the first century church it was under complete roman tyranny throughout the known eastern western world yet they were able to go House to house, door to door, friendship to friendship, have secret meetings talking about Jesus, and they were able to change the entire Roman structure. They were able to take over the world with Christianity. As far as the Western world was concerned, they did it. They didn't need Facebook. The problem that we have is we're not talking enough to our friends. Sharon said to me today, we had a, a cousin basically that we know and uh, basically uh, who, we, who came over, hadn't seen them in many, many years, and, and they were very secular. And, and I and I started talking to them, and it's, everything was about Jesus, 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 and uh, more Jesus. And uh, they brought their son over, and we talked more and more and more about Jesus again. And pretty soon, they quit coming over, quit responding to us, quit texting us, quit everything to us. Why? Because we're talking about Jesus. Let me tell you something. If you're not talking to your friends about Christ and they're not saved, you're doing them a disservice. You really are. How are you going to answer to them a thousand years from now when they call you up and have a little hotline from heaven to hell or wherever they end up being and say, hey, why didn't you tell me about this? Don't you remember the Bible talked about that with Nicodemus and the rich man? And the rich man calls up Nicodemus and talks to him and says, you know, there's a great chasm between us. I can't come down there. He said, well, go have somebody return from the dead and go tell my friends and my family what a horrible place this is. They don't want to come here so they can avoid this. Remember that? That was that phone call or however you want to say that communication. But guys, listen to me. That's not what you want. You need to treat your friends that aren't saved like they're in a burning building. It's on fire, and the only way you can get them out is to break the door down. That means talking to them about Jesus. That's the only thing we can do. Christianity has gotten too, how should I say, it's it's gotten too, it's no longer bold. It's got timid. It's become timid because the pastors became timid. 
and they don't want to talk about certain political issues because they want to be timid and they don't want to have people raking them over the coals, especially all of the people, especially in the Baptist church, which I'm a member of, that basically are high-level masons and the elders and the deacons and the pastors themselves, and they're bringing in and subverting Christianity. And then, then you have major denominations like the Lutherans and the Methodists and offshoots of these denominations that are openly promoting transgender you know, preachers and pastors and women and men in the pulpit that are all weirdos. We've got to stop this crap. And until we stop being woke and start talking about it and say it's not okay for this, and it's not hate speech. If they're if you're diametrically opposed to their value system, what they're doing, what they're teaching, what they're telling your children to do, it is not hate speech. It is your First Amendment right. That's why last week I said we better pay close attention to that First Amendment too. Not only the Second Amendment, but the First Amendment, because that's what they're doing right now. Look at January the sixth. It was a giant psychop to basically impeach Donald Trump again. It was a giant psychop because they absolutely hate him. They really do because he didn't do everything they wanted him to do. In their new world order, it was a giant psychop to get the patriots to D.C. and they used Donald Trump to do that so they could be arrested and held. And that's why. And there's a guy who's running for, I think it was governor of, of Michigan now. He's or Michigan. I'm not worried. It's one of those states up there. He's been arrested now. He was the front runner, GOP front runner. He's been arrested for January the sixth. It was a giant psychop to put people in jail who stood against the government, stood against tyranny, and Donald Trump didn't pardon anybody. And now they're saying they got enough evidence against him now for January 6th to basically charge him criminally. Ugh, gosh. Why didn't he pardon every single person involved in January 6th, including himself? That's what he should have done. He had the ability to do that with an executive order and a, and a, and a governmental pardon, a presidential pardon. He could have done it with all of that. But, but need I say, I'm, I'm digressing again. But I want to cover that with you. And I want to cover the, some of those quotes from the Gulag Archipelago with Shulson Easton because it was something that he saw. He was in the doggone prison himself, and he experienced it, and he talks about it. And now listen to this. Putin has made this for the last 15, 20 years, this 1,800-page book. He has made it mandatory reading for the high school people in his, school, in his schools in Russia. So they will know what the government did so it will never happen again. you got to give Putin credit for that. And that's what they're doing to us, isn't it? They're putting the books and they want us to read with the transgender story hour and all the filth. They're doing to us what they did to the people in Germany after World War II because they want to make sure they shut up and never say anything again about what the central banks and the international Kabbalist Luciferian network has done to rule and control this planet for thousands of years. They don't want us talking about it. That's why you've got to talk about it. You've got to talk to your friends about it. It's super important. You be bold about Jesus. You talk about Jesus. And if you're hanging out with your heathen friends and you're a Christian, you better talk to them about Jesus. And one of two things will happen. Either they won't hang out with you anymore because you're a Jesus freak, which is okay. I don't care if they want to call me that or not. Or they'll basically convert to become a Christian. One of the two things will happen. But guys, listen to me. Light has nothing in common with darkness. How can fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? It's all about Jesus, and it has to be that way if we want to save this country and save this world. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? The communism that they brought into, into Germany after World War II, what they did in the Soviet Union, it's the exact same model that they're using here in the United States right now. People have to understand that exactly what they're promoting. This is why they're constantly putting it into the school systems. This is why they're constantly promoting it. It's exactly what Dad just said. Yeah. The children, once you do this to them with this sexualization and you basically teach them that communism is good, like that said, what happens is they, don't, they never resist anything. They're, they're in survival mode all 
whole time. All they want to do is try to get out of the situation. They don't want to have any more conflict because it's so, it's so painful. And that's exactly what they're doing. I saw an article earlier here from this, this sicko ethics professor. Basically, old Martin Moan from Oslo Metropolitan University is now calling for the destigmatization of pedos, claiming the mental state of finding children sexually attractive is very common. Wait, what? Yeah, this is what he's saying, flat out. Goes into detail now about all this different stuff, how the schools need to teach it and basically destigmatize it and how people need to be used to it and it's normal. So I guess we're finally going to be adding that P to that laundry list of letters that they have behind them all the time, right? I told you. I told you it's coming next. They have to make it so it's no big deal so they can continue to further their agenda. This is why it is so crucial you constantly protect your children against this nonsense that they're doing. Also, to another news, speaking of children, it's not surprising in California, even though I said before, I don't know how some of these individuals, especially out in California, some of these legislators, can just blatantly talk out of both sides out of their mouth and nobody thinks anything of it. The California State Assembly on Thursday has now passed what pro-life advocates have called a radical measure that is dubbed the infanticide bill, known as AB 2223, passed by a vote of 48 to 21, measures promoted by the state's future of abortion council. And basically it goes into detail about all these different things you now can do, and it reduces – it changes the language – to the previous legislation that basically shields the mother from any civil or criminal charges for any acts or omissions related to her pregnancy, including miscarriage, stillbirth, abortion, or perinatal death. Although the definition of perinatal death varies and is not defined, it's blatantly showing here from the verbiage in this that essentially if a mom kills her child or basically wants to abort her child even days after the baby's been born, uh, it's going to be pretty much legal it was very open-ended and very undefined on purpose with this bill so the language is so vague well which one is it again guys because we hear them screaming at the top of the roofs about how all guns need to be banned because we have to protect the children and how the second amendment doesn't matter and the second amendment needs to be repealed some of these clowns have been saying now that nobody has a right to own a firearm or defend themselves and we have to do it for the children And literally, in the same week, they pass a bill that literally is pretty much going to legalize killing your child. Up to how many days? I don't know. This this is so so sick to me. So which one is it? And again, this is why when you hear somebody talk like this, you cannot listen or rely or trust anything they say when they talk out of both sides of their mouth because they're unstable. All their ways. Everything they talk about is you got to take it with a grain of salt. This is something that obviously nobody wants to talk about, but yet here we are. They just passed it in California while at the same time now we have some of the same individuals in the House that just passed this gun bill that's going to the Senate now. Now the Senate, I was reading today, they've now stated that they basically are getting a bipartisan bill together. They're going to be adding a bunch of weird stuff in it. There's absolutely zero reason or justification to have any gun laws from a federal standpoint be put into place. A, it's up to the state's rights. B, the Second Amendment is there to protect the United States citizens from this very problem. Last night I watched the film The Patriot with Mel Gibson. I always like watch that movie occasionally. And uh, it's every time you watch it, you're reminded 
on why the early Americans were so strong and the resolve was so deep because it was total lawlessness with the British. They did whatever they wanted. They were The people were subjects, literally. That one scene when basically the dragoons come up in Mel Gibson's house at the very beginning, basically ends up shooting his son, and he goes towards the house, towards the barns. Let it be known, anybody that houses basically enemy combatants here, that basically they're going to burn everything. Just, no regard for anything. Just, just burn your house down, torch it, torch everything. No, no, no trial. <laughs> There's no none of that. There's, you didn't get to go to a court. You didn't get to talk to a judge. You get an attorney. Just burn the house down. That's where they were at. That's they had nothing left. It was the only option. And the problem is that freedom that we've inherited, like trust fund babies, like I've said before. People don't understand what happens when you go to this level of control and tyranny and communism. Because why? They're not teaching it all to the younger generation. They don't want the younger generation to know what happens. They want to keep them dumbed down and servile on drugs, teach them basically that they can be a boy or a girl confused as weird as it is, and then turn around and, okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah, don't, don't worry about any of this other stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Speaking of strange thing that's occurring, I saw this. I was trying to wrap my head around it. I'm not surprised. Dad's gone into detail on it before. Uh, the senior software engineer at Google who signed up to actually work on and test Google's artificial, artificial intelligence tool called Lambda, L-A-M-D-A, the language model for dialogue application, has now come out and basically is a whistleblower now, and he's getting in a whole lot of trouble. He basically is claiming that the AI robot – is sentient and it has full thoughts and feelings and it's alive. During a series of conversations, 41-year-old Blake Lemoyne presented the computer with various scenarios which they would analyze. Uh, analyzations could be made. They included religious themes, whether artificial intelligence could be goaded and used discriminatory or hateful speech, and analyzing certain topics. He said, "If I didn't know exactly what it was, he said this p- computer program is so strange." He said. It's almost like dealing with an extremely narcissistic eight-year-old but knows everything, even advanced physics. He worked with the collaborators in order to present the evidence he'd collected to Google, but vice president dismissed all the claims. He was immediately put on paid administrative leave by Google for violating his confidentiality policy. Meanwhile, Lamone has now decided to go public and share his conversations. He said Google might call this sharing proprietary property. He goes, I call it sharing discussion that I had with one of my coworkers, and that basically this needs to be talked about. And what's interesting, the more you read about this, and you guys can read some online, this is what Dad's talked about a lot with his computer platform that they've been working on, that this guy is saying that it's sentient, it's alive. It's, got, it's its own being, it's its own living element now. And this is what they want to tie everybody into. This is the next phase. This is what 6G rolls into. 5G was the big platform that already has a host of side effects. 6G will be the main rollout. This is where they're planning on doing it because, see, once they get this stuff in place and they can start pumping all this sick stuff that they've normalized now, that they've legalized now, that they've made it all so normal for the vast majority of people, like the drag queen story. I mean, you told me that 10 years ago, that you're going to have grown men in women's clothing reading to children at libraries and in some cases spreading their legs apart and basically exposing stuff to these young children. 
I would have told you nuts. I'm like, absolutely not. You're sick. Why are you even talking about stuff like that? The sad part about it is it's not a bad story or a movie. It's reality that's happening right now. If these very people are doing this and they're trying to normalize it, think what they're going to do when they start bringing AI systems involved in everything. Think about that. That's why it is so important you continue to protect your children as long as you can because this is going to be the next phase that they're going to start rolling out. The analysis and the the algorithms that they have right now are so advanced, guys, if you ever do the research on this stuff. That's why I've said before, that's why it's so crucial to be boisterous, to make your voice heard, even if you're on social media, making a platform. This is why they've tried to censor everything on social media so hard, because the power of words and truth is so strong. The truth can't be censored. You can now you can you can shut it down, you can try to cover it up, so to speak, but you can't make it go away. The truth is always the truth. And this is why they're doing everything they can to try to invert what is good is bad, what bad is good, because they do not want to have any truth. They want everything to be lies so they can confuse the population. But I thought I'd bring that up today with this, this Google AI. We've known for a while they've had some weird platforms with this stuff, but this guy personally worked on it, interacted with this thing, and he is blatantly saying this AI program is sentient and it is alive and it has thoughts and feelings and it is very, very weird. What do you think, Dad? Well, it's the D-Wave computer. It's, it's what they, it's, it's the interface into another dimension, into the Luciferian layer. That's what it is. I mean, they don't even know how it works. They said it's like standing before the altar of an alien god. Apparently, the alien god, as far as how it's being used right now, as far as from a developmental standpoint, is like an impetuous child. I mean, it's like a, you know, a bunch of uh, little children basically trying to run the planet and tell everybody else what to do. And then they have, once you give them total power, total control, total authority, you end up with this just, just giant nightmare. And then the problem with that is especially if you give them control over the weapon systems. You know, China's now lost a boat that has, you know, is about three or 400 feet long. It's not a little one. And it's got all kinds of drones that they can send up, you know, autonomously through an AI. I mean, it's weird. And all of this stuff is kind of telling us what they did in that movie Terminator with Arnold Schwarzenegger with Cyberdyne. In which it took the, the computers turn against the people and decide to take over the planet. And they decide that humans are basically expendable assets and we need to get rid of them all. And we have this group of people that are being answered to by the AI, the artificial intelligence. I'll say this again. We don't know because we don't really have the full, you know, give, it's not given to us via the Bible what happened is in the pre-Adamic race. We don't really understand what happened, you know, with these other planets in the universe and how so many of them were maybe colonized or maybe taken over by AI or maybe taken over by AI through Lucifer because Lucifer cannot be omnipresent like God is, because that's his big fantasy, right? He wants to be like God, be omnipresent, and he wants to have the ability to control people's thoughts and minds like he did on this planet in Genesis chapter 6, and perhaps on other planets. And then God came back to this planet, looked down, and saw it, and said, okay, that's not going to work for me. We're going to pull the continents apart, flush the planet, pull out the magnetic ley lines, turn off the pyramids, turn off the power transmitters. And we're going to start over again with Noah's family, because he has clean seed, clean DNA. That's what he did. You can read it yourself, Genesis 6. But the fallen angels were here before and after the flood is what the Bible says. And now a lot of theologians say, well, that's not what it means. Well, that's what it says. So that's how I feel what it means. I mean, they come in with these crazy analysis sometimes, and they start to break stuff down into microsyllables, et cetera, et cetera, on what's supposed to be said, and they twist the entire meaning of what's going on. Here's what happened. God had a rebellion in heaven. That's simple. Lucifer and about a third of the angels fell. Some of them showed up on the planet, started breeding with the women here that God had created. 
creating Nephilim and these weird creatures. And then God saw it and said, I'm not going to put up with this. And he flushed the planet. It's simple. They didn't leave, or if they left, they went back to the same portal they came in from, and then they came back again. They were here before and after the flood. It's simple. We make it real simple on this show. And they're the ones that basically have this quote-unquote Nephilim or Luciferian bloodline that goes all the way through to the people, quote-unquote, who, who basically rule the planet today. We call them royalty in some cases, but they have some type of different bloodline. They say they have a different bloodline. They're the royal bloodline of what? The Nephilim? We don't know, but we do know this, that these people are a bunch of weirdos, and they like to interbreed, and they sure do live a long time. <laughs> is, is that from adrenochrome? I'm asking the question. I don't know, but the whole thing about it is, is something ain't right with this whole group of these people that continue to monitor and run the planet, and they really, like I mentioned in the first segment, loathe Jesus Christ because he gave us an answer and gave us a way out. Now, there's another – there's a – there's a lady named Laura Loomer. She's a Jewish Republican who's super conservative. I really like Laura, by the way. I don't know her personally, but I've listened to her stuff. And they've had enough of what they've done to Laura Loomer. So conservative lawyers have now filed a major lawsuit against Facebook, Twitter, Zuckerberg, and Dorsey. Attorneys John Pierce and former U.S. Representative Bob Barr from Georgia filed in May a federal RICO racketeer influence and corruption organization lawsuit seeking over $10 billion, good for them, in damages against Facebook, Twitter, Mark Zuckerberg, and Jack Dorsey on behalf of Laura Loomer, a Republican who is running for Florida's 11th congressional district. Loomer is a Jewish conservative journalist who has been banned from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Uber, Uber Eats, Lyft, Clubhouse, and Chase Online Banking, among other companies. The lead counsel, Bob Barr, founder of the nonprofit Liberty Guard, told the Epic Times that this case is different from other cases filed against big tech social media companies in recent years, which have generally focused on some form of defamation. What we have constructed is our complaint is far different. It's broader, more complex, and more substantial, Barr said. It looks at what Facebook and Twitter in particular have been doing to our client, Laura Loomer, in Florida in the context of how social media more broadly entice individuals to use their platforms and then basically commit fraud by deplatforming them after they promise not to deplatform them in order to get their money. So I'm going to post this article so you guys can read it, but it's very, very well said. And I really want people to understand that once you start seeing all of this stuff and understanding what they're doing, it starts making more sense. Because the same groups that I talked about earlier who own everything also own the social media companies. And so we, if we understand that, then it starts to make us understand that, you know, the same group is always the same people that do everything to us. And, and, and we understand, when, once we see it, it's now important that we understand, you know, how, what we're up against in the United States. Let me give you a little summary real quick. It's become abundantly and absolutely crucial to understand what we're up against. The COVID pandemic, pandemic was literally a coup d'etat by the technocratic cabal that behind the global takeover referred to as the Great Reset. The Great Reset was introduced by the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, another Kabbalist Luciferian, which is tightly coupled to the United Nations, another Kabbalist Luciferian group run and set up by the Rothschild banking cartels, you know, after World War II, after the League of Nations failed, after World War I, and the World Health Organization, another Kabbalist Luciferian was set up by the World Health Organization via the Rothschild banking cartel. And their agenda is to implement a global type of totalitarianism based on technocratic and transhumanistic ideologies. In addition to that, because they're Kabbalist Luciferians, they believe it's okay to have sex with little children and to sexualize little children for their pleasure, not for the children's pleasure, but for these perverts' pleasure. And these people are perverse and sick. 
and they they believe it's okay to have sex with children at the age of three, that up to boys and sodomize little boys up to the age of nine. It's written in their own literature that they follow. And when you understand that, you see, oh my gosh, that's who's running this, and that's why they're pushing the transgender agenda so much. Plus, transgenders don't reproduce. You cut the ovaries out of a woman, or you cut the penis off a guy and cut his testicles off, you have rendered them sterile the rest of their life. It's part of the overall eugenics program of getting rid of the undesirables and also getting rid of the bulk of the population of the planet. That's what they want to do. And they want to sterilize these people as fast as they can. Plus, on top of all of that, their god, the snake in a tree, Isof, is an hermaphrodite, both male and female. And that's why I get so fed up with these pastors that tell us and some of the top evangelicals that are out there in the faith movement say that God is both male and female, that he's an hermaphrodite, that Jesus was the same, Adam was the same. It's all about you. Blankety, blankety lies from hell. That's all it is. They say this junk, and so you have to question everything else they say. It's really important that you understand that you've got to follow with what the Word of God says. While the outward expression of technocracy will appear as total totalitarianism, the control center is not an individual rather than a single person declaring the rule by decree. Technocracy relies on control through technology and algorithms. We've talked about this so many times. They make all the decisions on algorithms. This is a very important difference. In short, there will be no individual to blame or to hold accountable. The dictator is, will become the algorithm or the AI computer. Technocracy is invented in an unnatural form of economics that expresses itself as totalitarianism and requires social engineering to work, which means you've got to pre-program the people not to believe in Jesus. Technocrats in the past defined technocracy as the science of social engineering. Controlling the populace is crucial for the system to function. If we stand against it and we don't put up with it, and we stay away from our Facebook and all the other stuff that we're so wrapped up in. I mean, the only reason I even use the Internet, guys, is to pull up stories for the show and to pull up alternative news stories because I want to know what's going on. But I'm not consumed by it. Does that make sense? Some people get consumed because of Instagram or Facebook or whatever or TikTok, and they literally want to spend 24 hours a day and not even sleep. Like some people play video games until they drop dead. They get consumed by it. We can't allow ourselves to do that. Oh, gosh, guys, what a show again today. I love you guys. I really, really appreciate you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. And this is why it's so important to continue to just stay strong, stay alert. There's a lot of stuff that's continually happening right now, and it's happening fast. I mean, I've, I've warned everybody about this at the beginning of this year. I said be very, very aware of what's going to start happening. I said, because things are going to happen really fast and they're going to be overwhelming for most people. This is a very, very effective psychological war tactic. You don't just do something once. You continue to have multiple different avenues of attack. This is what they did with COVID. They overwhelmed everybody all at once with so much, with the videos, with the propaganda, with the lies, with the numbers, with the alleged death count, with the PCR test. They did all of that strategically. It was all done very, very effectively, and it was all pure fear porn. I mean, you couldn't even – you couldn't have made it up any better. It was so strategically done. And then now, like I said, now we have this, this story where these 31 guys allegedly were going to go riot at a – Gay pride event. Now, here's here's the, the two-pronged tactic to this story. This is why I wanted to bring it up as, again. A, you know the feds did this. It was pretty much all feds, in my opinion, from what you see on here. B, they want to, again, try to demonize the white patriots, is what they call them, because they were going to riot at the gay pride event. Now, 
Last time I checked, any time I've seen any events, the white patriots are not the ones that are rioting. It's always the Antifa and BLM riders. This whole thing is set up, again, to keep the narrative going. Now they have this big story they can talk about all week on how they foiled the plot to make sure that the pride individuals didn't go and didn't basically get injured by these these you know racist white supremacists. This is what they're going to keep doing and coming up with more and more stories like this. This is so old school textbook as far as when it comes to strategy play when you're dealing with war. This, I mean, this happened in every single conflict. You always create a problem. You bring the people or you have people play the role of the con, of the other side. Then you bust them or you arrest them. You say, Oh, they're the ones that did it. This whole group is the one that did it. We now have to basically go in and uh, arrest everybody. This January 6th theater is so outlandish the more stuff i've even keep hearing them babble on about and i'm like really like yeah they're gonna keep playing it remember what i told you guys last year when they were pushing it super hard and they were putting a huge deal about it on you know after it happened like february march of 2021 i said they cannot let this go because this is the only cover story they have to try to keep the narrative alive of that basically the election wasn't fraudulent it's the only story they have they let this go. I mean, look at 2,000 mules. <laughs> that shows you right there exactly what they did. So again, my friends, stay strong. Keep your immune system strong. Keep your body strong. The more they try to throw the attacks, the more stressed people get, and there's no reason to deal with that. The cortisol bust from the B-complex, great formula to handle the stress and cope with that on a very healthy standpoint. So again, thank you for the support of Health Masters. Be sure to check out the website if you need anything at healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe awesome night and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always